0: Are you a sneakerhead?
1: Yeah, boy!
0: A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here.
1: Nice take by King. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down on the face of King's Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside, delivers!
0: and on the court money's gotta be the shoes 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 Shoes. Shoes. you sure it's not the shoes i'm sure money's
1: gotta be the shoes
0: and here's your host jamel cutler What up, what up? Welcome to Kicks. Joining us today is my good friend and semi-retired sneakerhead from the West Coast, Chumley from the hit show Porn Stars. What's up, Chum? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing? All right, thanks for coming on, man. So, like, you're in an interesting position in your life. Like, you don't buy sneakers as much as you used to, but do you still define yourself as a sneakerhead?
1: Um, I would define myself more as just like i love fashion in general and sneakers is probably what started me along that route you know um so i still would consider myself a sneakerhead for sure i'm not out there chasing the drops and like um you know actively searching everything and it's just really hard these days you know it's almost easier for me just to if i want something just buy it real quick online right when it's coming out, pay a couple extra bucks
0: So what kind of led you to like kind of stopping chasing drops or, you know, chasing like the newest sneaker, like the day that it comes out? I guess it started to get
1: oversaturated and I don't necessarily mean with like resellers and stuff. I'm just talking about more like the same shoes releasing over and over, like how many, how many pairs of like, you know, blue trim Jordans can I have or, you know, how many black and red ones can I buy and, and, and that much, you know, so. They're releasing shoes, and I'm like, oh, I still have my pair from you know five years ago, ten years ago. They still look, they still look good. So I really don't need to buy this pair. And it just kind of slowly, it just slowly started from there. I slowly down, slowed down, slowed down, then I kind of went um, from the Jordans back to the SBS. I just, start, I, I got rid of a lot of my Jordans, kept some, some good ones, but I got rid of a lot of my Jordans, and I just, you know, went back to my heart with the the Nike SBS, which I always loved.
0: At your height, like, how many pairs of shoes did you own? Like, basically round numbers, because I know, like, to, yeah. put a, to put an exact number is kind of impossible. So I would say a lot of
1: them weren't, a lot of shoes I wasn't buying in my size, but in my size, I probably had at least a thousand, you know, Um, but not in my size, too. I had three entire rooms full of um, sneakers stacked to the ceiling and, like, um, Supreme wear. Mm-hmm. So... I would say about eight years ago, I was gonna open up a consignment shop here in Vegas, and that's before there was nothing in Vegas, even for a few more few more years later. But um, so I started stocking everything up, and I started to build out the store. And then I got a phone call and said, "Hey, we're gonna renew Pawn Stars this season, but we're gonna do 104 episodes this year, so you're not gonna have any time off, and you're gonna we're gonna be working 12-hour days." So I was like, "Oh man, you can't really open a consignment store." You know, you got to be there for the first year or two and making sure everything's in and out, you know, and um, that was at the height of it. Tons and tons of probably a thousand pairs that fit me and probably, you know, a couple thousand pairs that didn't fit me. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> What's the number like now since you kind of downsized and got rid of like a lot of doubles?
1: I got rid of so much stuff. I, um, my number's probably only somewhere around 100 right now. I mean, I got to the point where, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy who wore everything. You know, there's a couple pairs that slip through the cracks, but I'll change my shoes two or three times a day when I used to be like that, just so I could get a chance to wear everything and look fresh and see how it looks on my feet. You know, post my what did you wear on your feet today tag and everything. Um, <laughs> but I've always, you know, I've always loved SB's and, and Jordans. But once I started giving away, I just called up my friends and I said, hey, I Got a pile of shoes in the garage. There's probably 500 pairs in here. If you guys want any, come over and pick them up. And the rest of them, I'm gonna, uh, you know, uh, just get rid of, take them down and drop them down the street.
0: All right, so like, so like, sneaker culture has grown a lot since from like 15 yeah. years ago to now. Like, what do you think about the current state of sneaker culture?
1: Um, I think it's, I think we're, it's a little rough for me, honestly, because. Every, I feel like everyone buys them to resell, you know, and the people that actually wear them, like me and probably yourself here, probably have to buy them um, resell more often than we would like to. And you know, when a pair of shoes is already 150, 200 bucks, and now you got to throw something on top of that, it starts to get frustrating after a while.
0: Man, I feel you on that one. And like, one thing. That I feel is missing from sneaker culture is like the thrill of the hunt. Like I miss going to stores and buying shoes. The same thing with music. Like, do you feel that like online retail has like killed the culture in a way like that no other force have has previously done?
1: Oh yeah, it's not. It's not. The culture's nowhere near what it was when I started. You know, I mean, back when I started, you weren't collecting shoes. You were just you were searching them out, like you said. You were going for the drops. You were going in the store, and they're telling you, "I don't have this shoe." And I said, "You're walking in the back room and say, well, I see a whole stack of them right here. You don't sell me my size? Or I'm gonna report you.' You know, like uh, the good old days. That doesn't you don't you don't do that anymore. Everything's a raffle. It's online. You know, people are are signing up a month before the shoes are coming out, and um, it the hunt is what I loved. So um, my boy from the show, Antoine, the security guard, we used to go out every sunday and saturday you know they had the drops and we'd go we'd go hit up all the stores and we'd get whatever we could and it it came to a point where you couldn't do that anymore you had to win a raffle because you know these lines were getting crazy and people were acting up over a pair of shoes and once you couldn't really go in line and wait for the shoe and hunt it out it kind of it kind of changed it really really changed the culture actually you know and um you got all these people using bots to buy them and then resell them and I'm not knocking that hustle. I think it's great, you know, do your thing, get your money. But at the same time, it did really, really change the culture. And like you said, man, that hunting for that shoe and having to go around to a couple of different stores to find it, 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 you just don't have that anymore. These kids will never understand what it means to hunt for a shoe. Like you just go on, oh, I need to hunt for this Jordan one. Okay, let me go to this uh, website here. Oh, they got my size here. Push the button. All right, it's gonna be here in
0: two days. You know, you know, and the best part of the hunt was like looking for a certain shoe and like finding something else that you didn't know existed or finding something new.
1: Yeah, it's, it's almost and, it. if you're following the sneaker culture day to day. It's it's impossible to not to miss anything now. You know, like there's so many uh, social media sites out there and you're not you're not surprised i know what you mean you would walk into the store and you'd want to buy something and then all of a sudden you're like oh wow i I ain't seen these yet these are you know and you just don't really get that anymore because of all these um sites that are reporting on the shoes that are coming out you know months in advance and building the hype and (laughs) by the time they're hitting the shelves you know you already know what's coming out six months from now
0: you know and like the mind and pop stores, they were, like, so instrumental in, like, sneaker culture and getting the word out. And, like, those stores don't even exist anymore in New York. Yeah, like, it, it's crazy. crazy.
1: Even even the small skateboard shops that were, you know, slinging the SBs, and they're not even really around anymore. And when they are, they're not even getting the stuff that, you know, they should be getting because they're giving it to the big accounts.
0: Do you think we can salvage, like, what's left of sneaker culture and kind of bring it back to where it was, like? Years ago, or or do you see like this is the new norm for sneakers, like the raffles, um, the online stuff.
1: I, yeah, I think it's the new norm for sneakers. I really do. I think it would be too hard to go back just because the internet is is the beast that it is, you know. And let's be honest. I mean these these shoe stores and these companies like Nike and Adidas, they love. They, I'm sure they love the resale because they know. We're going to drop a Jordan. It's going to sell out. We could make as many as we want. It's going to sell out. You know, we can drop it easy. We can sell it out and we can release it again in six months. And then in two years later, like I just saw the are releasing the, the, the version ones, the 700s, you know, it's like, I remember when I bought those, I was like, all right, I'm going to have these. It's, this is a very limited press, probably not going to see a lot of them around. And now they just continue to release them. And so that takes away from the culture as well, you know, because it's it, it takes it away from me someone who bought my sneakers two years ago. Now I'm waiting. Okay, the hype's over. I'm gonna bust them out, put them on, make a nice fresh outfit, and then you know everyone else is able to get these same sneakers through different drops and whatnot. And you know that also hurts the resellers as well. Um, so they got to be careful on their end for that as well. And you That's know, why and I think I- they buy them all up because they don't they want to they want to hold that price where it is. You know.
0: And I feel that, like, social media is just as responsible for killing sneaker cultures just as much as, like, online retail, like, because because I think, like, social media brought a lot of fake people to the culture. Like, they just want to resell the shoes at an insane rate and, like, get likes on their posts. Like, what do you think about the resale game and social media kind of working hand in hand?
1: As far as the resale game goes, I do respect it for what it is, but... At the same time, coming from where I come from, loving sneaker culture, it has ruined it. And you're right, you know, people just want to get likes. So these guys are, you know, doing raffles, doing giveaways and and posting up these sneakers and asking everyone to repost it. And it's literally like the sneaker culture now is like, let's see how many followers we can get on our account. Let's post pictures of these cool shoes and it's, it's like, it's almost like that's what the sneaker culture lives for today is to look how, look at my, not look at them on my feet, look at how cool my social media looks with all these pictures and all these followers and it's, it's completely different. It's crazy.
0: And you know what's crazy? Like some of the social media influence, they be like caught out there with fakes on like.
1: The fake game is crazy, crazy because I mean, some of these fakes, you, you can't even tell, you know, um, I was going to do um I was going to do a video a long time ago on YouTube. Um, so I started looking into fakes because I wanted to like, okay, I wanted to buy a, a, a fake of the same one that I had to do like a comparison video. I started looking into them and I mean, you some of these fake Yeezys are like $200. So I ended up not buying any because I'm like, uh, I don't really want to support buying the fake game. So I just won't make the video. There's plenty of them out there. But I started looking around and I'm like, if these fakes are $200, they're probably making them in the same factory with the same material. There's just no, you know, quality control and stuff on them. And it, the fake game is, it ruins it as, It ruins it also because it's so, so hard to tell if you don't know what you're looking for, like down to the T, you know, it'll just be the little slightest thing. Like maybe the gap is off a little bit on the sole or something like that. You know, maybe the color slightly different, but it's not enough for your average person to see because... They don't, they don't look at they don't look at the shoes like that you know we see them online all day
0: and and you know it's crazy to me like a friend told me that um over in China where they have their factories at when they when they throw away like their old machines people steal them and like that's how most of the fake shoes come about
1: oh wow yeah you know what I did I never even I never even figured that but that makes a lot of sense yeah they they're using and i mean they're in China they can get that material easy you know um, As long as it's like, your basic stuff. That's why some of these basic shoes, like these basic colors, they're just they're so easy to fake. Sometimes I wonder, too. I'm like, hey, you know, did I buy a fake shoe from this side? I'm like, I don't know if I can even tell right now. I'm looking, I'm like, everything looks right, but I'm kind of nervous, you know?
0: Yeah, I, like... Like for me, I had to teach myself about serial numbers and all that stuff from the box just to make sure I wouldn't get caught slipping out there.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's one of the things I actually do. When I look up a shoe online, I just put the serial number in and the shoe comes right up, you know, and then that's how I buy shoes online or sell them as well, you know. People people aren't even hip to that. And um, you know, they're putting they're putting RFD chips in the boxes and stuff now, so that you know, I'm imagining in the next few years, Nike's gonna Roll up to Foot Locker and say, Hey, let me see. You're supposed to release these tomorrow. Let me see if you backdoored any. You know what I mean?
0: And you know, it's crazy like back in the day, Foot Locker used to have all the drops. Now I just see just uptowns and like basic shoes. You know, everything's
1: online now. Yeah. They everyone's dropping their own little cider, you know, and it's it's crazy. Like it goes back to it, it. It takes away from the culture. It's almost like we got robbed, right, you know, from what we enjoy from the culture. And if we want to continue to enjoy it, we got to evolve and we got to buy stuff online. But that's not that's not what I like to do, you know. So, yeah, it's crazy. Online is is pushing the it's going to I think it's going to change, you know, in the future even more, because right now the sneaker game is is so young, but it's so old. You know, I'm 38 years old. I still love i still love sneakers today you know i still go out and try to buy some i'm gonna try to get the what the p rods here um you know i never like to pay too much but you know what does i got to get those
0: did you hear about that story from a few months ago with a guy from nike he used his mother's company card um to buy shoes and and resell it on the side like to me that was yeah. a wild story like and people like that to me is is killing the culture if you're going to do something like that, just do it quietly. Yeah. Don't go. Coasting, coasting. Yeah, that was
1: a big, that was a big, a big mistake on his move. Um, you know, I don't know. Mom, Mom probably knew about it, right? I mean, how could you not? I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, it's that's why I always love, you know, going to the store and buying my sneakers you know you have that sense of security as well you're like okay i'm going to my store right now i know they have an account with nike i know they have an account with adidas i know they're real and for me that's a that's a comfort part right there because you never know online and you know i'm not saying that online is shady but let's be real do these people online even know where they're getting their shoes from you know sometimes it slides through like that
0: right right Right, they mean good, but they just don't know where it's coming from. Like it it could be coming from China from from one of those stolen fake machines.
1: Yeah. And um I, I never heard about the fake machine before. Or I never heard about people who were taking the machines oh, before, yeah, but yeah. that's yeah. That's pretty wild. It's it makes a lot of sense too. I mean i so, I I I need one of those machines. I'll be making some wild <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
0: So, like, before you became a semi-retired sneakerhead, like, you were deep into the game. Like, what were some of your favorite joints to buy?
1: I got a wide foot, so it sucks, but I love Jordan 1s, so I still would always, you know, buy the Jordan 1s. You know, I love the band 1s. Um, also, I, I mean, 4s, I love 4s. I love 3s, warm all the time. The Mocha 3s, uh, those were some of my favorites. The Columbian 11s, you know, I had those from the original drop way back in the day. Um and, you know, that goes on, too. I remember I used to rock my Columbia's everywhere and people would give me compliments. And then uh, they released the new ones. And I'm happy people get to see them and wear them and stuff. But it took some of my shine away to wear a pair of Jordans that no one had because, you know, when those came out, saving Jordans wasn't really a, a thing to most people.
0: And I see that you wore your sneakers like a, a lot of people like myself. Like when I buy sneakers, if I don't buy double, like I I just don't wear them.
1: Yeah, no, I always wore mine because um, not that I'm not a collector, but I don't consider myself a collector because I buy them to wear them. And I do collect them and and put them up and keep them nice and clean them and stuff like that. But I never actually considered myself a a sneaker collector. I felt I was more of a sneakerhead, someone who bought them to wear them. And um, it hurts me to buy a pair of shoes and not take them out of the box and put them on my feet. So most, almost every shoe I ever worn was, um, uh, it's been worn. I, I have the yellow lobsters that I bought for two grand years and years and years ago. I last time, those things are probably 30 plus right now, you know, but I've worn mine 50 times. So they're, they're, oh, wow. they're still in good condition, but they're still a little beat. You know, I, I had to get, a I get, had to get a half size up for them because there's, you know, there's only three. It's a 36 size run, so there's only 36 of them out there, three in each size. So, you know, I figured I I was not going to find a 10 and a half, so I was going to take what I could get.
0: You know, like, what was the most expensive sneaker that the Pawn store like, purchased? Like, on or off Um, camera? So,
1: they don't buy too too many sneakers unless me or Mike's there, but usually we try to keep it in the lower range, you know. Um, I know I came up on the on a pair of Jordans for fifty bucks one time. I think that was a nice cleaning still, but we always try to buy stuff low. We've got um we've had some good stuff come in, like we've had Back to the Future Air Max come in, you know, and we passed on them. And then we even had some guy bringing fake ones in, and uh, we had a guy bring a pair in and he wanted to sell them. and I wasn't there, so I rushed down to the pawn shop. I go to pick it up and I put it in my hand and I don't even have to do nothing else. I said these aren't real. They're like, how you haven't looked on me? I go, it's in my hand. I'm touching it. I can feel it. It's not real. You know, and, and the guy, the guy probably knew what he had. He was trying to get over. Um, so we've had a lot of cool, expensive sneakers coming in. The problem is, is people want full value for them. You know, they don't really want to break. They don't really want to break apart off them because what I'm going to offer them at the pawn shop, no matter what, they're probably going to be able to find someone to pay a little bit more for them, you know, even if it's an extra hundred bucks or whatever.
0: Has there, like, ever been a time when, like, somebody came into the pawn shop with a pair of shoes, like, they didn't know what they had and you guys kind of, like, beat them in in the head when it came to, like, offering, offering them a price? So...
1: I don't like to sneak up on people like that. I do. It it has happened. I've had people come in with, you know, five, ten pairs of shoes, whatever. Something happened to their boyfriend or their brother. And, you know, they're coming in to sell the shoes. because They need money for one on the other. And I will educate them on what they have and tell them the price and, and tell them what I'll pay for them and let them make a decision like that. So. With our pawn shop, you know, we've always been an honest pawn shop. You know, we're in the business of making money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it from you as cheap as I can. But at the same time, I do want you to know, you know, what you have and what you're selling me. And I want you to be comfortable with it, so that if you come back to do business with me, you, you know what you get. You know, you know I'm gonna offer you a low price, but you know I'm gonna be honest with you, tell you what you have, and help educate you a little bit.
0: You want to know what's crazy? Like a few years ago, I went to a vintage shop in New York. And I seen these air mags and I was looking at them like there was no tomorrow. I'm looking at the box. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at, um, the stitching everything. So I asked the girl at the, um, at the counter, how much she tells me 300. And I'm like, are you, are you, are you sure 300? So, so I call my guy on, um, on WhatsApp on video yeah. WhatsApp to ask him if it was real or not. He told me it was real, so then I asked her again how much. So then I talked her down from three hundred to like two fifty. <laughs> and, and then she sold it to me.
1: Well, that's a come up of the year right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm on your end too. You know, if I'm the one buying, I'm, I'm I'm definitely not I'm definitely not afraid to get you know a little a good little deal. So if you have something. And I'm coming into your store. You better know what you have, because I'm not there to educate educate you. I'll t- I'll take the right. steal of the <laughs> store. It was but crazy. You like,
0: like, me- it was real Air Max in a box from 2011. I'm not Air Max. Um, Air Max from 2011. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Man. Yeah, that is crazy. So they that goes back. You got to know what you have in your store. You know what I mean? But I'm sure you were happy to get that deal.
0: <laughs> I ran out that store so fast.
1: You still got them? <laughs>
0: Hell yeah, I still got them.
1: I never wore them.
0: Like I think I only took I think only took them out the box once. They're not even my size. They're like a size ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's close to my size, you know.
0: (laughs) There was an episode of Pawn Stars where you guys like had a chance to purchase like shoes, them entire collection, but you guys passed. Like, how hard was it to to walk away from that deal?
1: Super super hard. Um, it was real. Oh. I'm sorry. For me, it was really hard to pass that because, you know, I, I knew I knew what was there. And I knew at the time, I'm like, this is, we're still kind of at the bottom of the sneaker market. We're actually, we were, it seemed very high. Stuff seemed very expensive. But I just knew we're still like at the bottom. It's going to go up, you know. Actually, that's where I bought my yellow lobsters from. Rick passed on everything and I couldn't do it. I was like, I got to buy something from here. Let me look around and look at his most rare stuff. And he had the yellow lobsters and I, I bought them for two grand. And i thought to myself like this is two grands a lot i kick my butt in, i kick myself in the butt right now for buying the paris not buying the paris or the freddy cougars at two grand because i i thought to myself two grand i'll i'll be able to buy these whenever i want them like that's two thousand dollars for a pair of nike sbs no one's rushing to buy that these will be here for years and here we are um what the idiot i was right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, if you guys would have bought that collection, man, you guys could have put that away for your retirement, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could have sold off a little piece, you know, here and there, a little piece here and there. That's the thing with Rick. You know, he wants to uh, buy it and sell it. If he would have bought that, he would have had to buy it at a price good enough for him to probably flip the entire collection to someone else. You know, Um, that's just kind of the business model he has there. So I did understand that when he told me that. But at the same time, I'm like, Rick, you don't really understand what you're passing on right here. You know, I get it, that you don't get it at all. You have no idea. You don't understand it one bit. But I'm telling you, you need to buy this collection and we'll worry about selling it later because this stuff is only going up. But Rick don't think like that, you know, and he runs a pawn shop, so he can't mm-hmm. buy something to speculate on what it is going to be worth. He has to buy it according to what it's going to be worth right now at the time he's buying it. And that's right. how it works.
0: So in New York, like Uptown's is like the sneaker of choice or Air Force Ones, as the rest of the country calls it. But like um out in Vegas, like yeah. like the sneaker choice for you guys.
1: A lot of people wear Jordans out here. I feel like it's Jordans are probably the number one sneaker worn in Las Vegas, uh for sure. Um it's, you know, and SBs is they're really not that big. People buy SBs, you see them every once in a while, but um it, Jordans, you go out to dinner, you walk in the casino, you know, it's gonna be six, seven out of ten people wearing Jordans. I feel like, you know, if they have some type of like hype shoe on or something like that. It's going to be Jordans, Jordans, Jordans everywhere.
0: Are you surprised that Jordan Brand is still running the show like after all these years?
1: It's crazy, too, but I'm surprised of it. I'm surprised because I feel like I love Jordans. I grew up with them, but insane with SB's, but I feel like, man, I Jordans, you can only do so much with the colorways, you know. I've worn all these my entire life. I like I want to evolve in my fashion sense, you know. And as much as I still love Jordans, I spent so much time wearing them I just feel like I've already wore these. Even when the new ones drop, I'm like, you know, I already wore these. So I try to stay focused and, and move it on um, to other things. But people out here in Vegas, they love their Jordans. On the West Coast in general.
0: Over the last few years, like Virgil, he's been off-white in some classic Jordans. Like the ones and the fours come to mind. Like, How do you feel about people, you know, doing their own take on classic shoes that shouldn't be touched?
1: I actually like what Virgil does, how he does the inside out and, you know, and change them up a little bit. I would prefer to have something new than um, to, to re to rewash and redo the same classic that we've already had. And that's just because, you know, I hold on to my shoes forever. I wear them. So I feel like for me to continue to, to be excited about it and want to go out and hunt these things, I need new retakes on these classics. So I really think Virgil did do a good job with uh, especially that first uh, run of, you know, the first five or whatever he did. He did a really good job on those.
0: The off-white movement kind of brought new life to sneakers, but before you know, Virgil and his partnership with Nike's over. I hope he does like an off-white 11 highs, man. That'll be yeah. the ultimate sneaker to me.
1: Yeah, no, that that would be that would be pretty dope. Um, I might have to get a pair if he does that too. <laughs> hopefully he does. Uh, hopefully he does something good here. He's he nope. hasn't disappointed yet with his Nike collabs.
0: Travis Scott has been doing his thing with Jordan Brand too. Like, like, do you feel his line is the best to ever come from like a rapper?
1: I his line is better than a lot of these fashion designers out here. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I really like Travis Scott's style. You know, he I think he has a good style, and I don't know if he's sitting there designing them himself or if he's brainstorming with people, but he has a good thing going there for sure. I I like my thing is I love like earth tones and he kind of does these earth tony colors on everything he does, you know. So it's kind of why I really vibe with with what he's doing, I think, is because of those browns and the colors he chooses. And even the blues are kind of earthy, too, even, you know, it's I think he has a good color palette in what he's doing.
0: Is there an, another rapper that you want to see have their own sneaker collab? Because me, me personally, I'm still waiting on a dip set like X nike collab. I think that would be dope. <laughs>
1: yeah you know I mean so many of them out there uh I'll t- I mean I'd like to see another Ian Connor collab. I think he with those bands he did were were dope. I really like those, you know um other than that, I don't really know who, who has style i mean i I guess probably maybe like uh see I'm thinking everyone's got collabs already. <laughs> Everyone's got it when you start thinking about it, though. You know, even their their low runs and stuff. But, um, yeah, I can't think of one.
0: That's cool. Like most so, of
1: these rappers, are not on my style. You know, <laughs> so, I like these. So, I like these young rappers the way they dress and stuff. So,
0: so like before Kanye left for Adidas, like I thought he was going to take over the the entire sneaker world. This is like two thousand eight, nine, and ten. Like but his Nike Yeezys is still one of the most popular sneakers out. Like how do you feel about his um, evolution as a sneaker designer?
1: I think, um, I think his evolution is amazing. I love, I love Kanye. Uh, He's my spirit animal for sure. Uh, Once again, he's good with the earth tones and stuff as well. You know, um, even on Nike, he did some cool stuff, light brown and pink, like put some wild stuff together that most people wouldn't think of. And to see him leave Nike the way he did kind of sucked because like you were saying, you know, I was thinking, Oh my God, he's going to, he's about to change the sneaker game. He's doing the dopest collabs ever. And then all of a sudden, like it just got pulled from us. And, and we were left in the dust to see, is, is there going to be anything else? And then he, he came out with Yeezys. And at first I was like, all right, I don't really know about these, you know, let me go see, let me get a pair. And then, and then they were cool. I've had a few pairs. I like them, they're comfy, but. For at least, like, the 700s and the 450s, I really started to get on board. You know, I really like those. I really like those. the looks of those shoes. And he continues to make the craziest wild stuff that people laugh at. And then it sells out. And the thing with Yeezy is, like, people actually buy those to wear them. You know, I feel like the Yeezy resale goes good. Like, people are always buying that, and they're always wearing them. So he's doing something right. Um, I still think I might like Travis Scott. Nike stuff a little better than Yeezy's Nike stuff, but the Yeezy Adidas, you know, the 700s, is probably one of my favorite silhouettes of a shoe. I just, I love the way it looks on my foot.
0: Jerry Lorenzo, he recently left for um, Adidas, but I kind of wanted to see more Fear God collabs. Like, do you think that the hype he created at Nike kind of live up to it at yeah
1: i think he'll be fine he's he he's another one of those guys that's just super creative i mean just look at his nike stuff and you know he's taking inspiration for other shoes but it still has its own full entire vibe to it you know it, it looks so cool it feels so different so i'm i have no doubt in my mind he's going to be uh, able to go over to adidas and you know and and make some dope stuff he could go to walmart and make dope stuff i'm sure you know when you have when you have a mind like that when it comes to fashion i look at it as like okay he did what he could do at nike otherwise you know he probably would have stayed obviously there's money issues and things like that and people are always throwing a bigger bag at you but i have no doubt in my mind jerry's gonna be fine he's gonna he's gonna do some great stuff with uh, adidas
0: just don he had a dope collab too like and I felt like his shoe should have had like a longer shell life than it did. Like which yeah, Jordan's he does a silhouette? lot.
1: Of, he does a lot of good stuff too. But I, that's one person I feel like doesn't really get as much credit as he should. Because I mean that the the Just Dawn line is, is dope. And then he he's made some dope he's made some dope collabs as well. But you know people just aren't on it as much. As, you know I, I don't know why. I guess it's, there's no hype there. But he's oh he's another one of my favorites as well
0: it will be dope if Don C or Supreme did the All Star Game uniforms one year. That's one thing. I'm,
1: that's one thing. <laughs> that's a collab I'm we gotta see right for. there. That'll set the internet on fire for sure. That's Supreme was gonna crash that day.
0: How dope would it be, like, if Supreme did the official NBA All Star Game uniforms?
1: Oh, and they wore them on there. Yeah. That, yeah. That that would be dope. So, like, yeah, I love Supreme. I grew up on Supreme too. But um, that's one that like it feels crazy like to go to the Supreme store and just I'm thinking I'm 38 years old and I'm really going to wait in line with like 10 and 11 year olds are sitting there with their mom. And like, I'm fighting to get in line, even to get a piece. And it's crazy. But at least when I look at those young kids, I'm thinking, okay, these kids are in line to wear it. Most likely, you know, they're probably not reselling it, but uh, it came to a point where I just didn't want to battle these young kids for that place in line. They got nothing to do all day. They'll wait for uh, raffle drops and Supreme lines all day long. So I'm an old man in the game now. I got to find other ways to do it.
0: <laughs> All right, so earlier we were talking about SB Dunks. Like, like even um, in a modern-day sneaker genre, like, I feel they don't get the respect that they deserve when it comes to, you know, when like, when it comes to sneaker rankings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. They're number one, my favorite. You know, the SB dunk with the fat tongue, you know, that old school 2002 mm-hmm. when it first came out. I, I love that look of the shoe. I love the fat tongue. You know, it's got the same vibe as a dunk, except, you know, the tongue's a little bit different. There's a few different things going on there, but to me, I just, I, I always thought SB's never got as much credit as they do. The only reason they're worth a lot of money right now is because Travis Scott wears them. And I mean, you know, anytime he posts a picture and something, it goes, it shoots through the moon, you know, um, he just has that kind of, uh, he has that kind of weight in the, in the shoot, in the shoe game. So I think you know. Eventually, I think SBs are gonna um, go way back down, and I I feel like every ten years someone makes the SBs relevant again, but they still never get their place on the list where they deserve. You know.
0: You know, my favorite SB dunks were the MF Doom ones. Like.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: like I just like sneakers that pay homage to rappers. Like they always have a special place in my heart.
1: Yeah, I, I had a I had quite a few different pairs of uh, sneakers. Um, from the from the rap, you know, from from all the rappers, but I'm not. I think I got a pair. Of, I got a pair of uh, DJ Premier up tempos, though. You know, what I mean, they might be in your size.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey um, send them over. I'll I'll send you a number. You let me know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, last year when all this happened, I took um, I took to the internet and started selling off shoes just for whatever people would offer, and then I just donated the money back out to people that, you know, were having trouble eating because when all this happened, everything was crazy. We didn't know what was going to happen. So, um, I don't know. I might've sold them. I might still have them, but I got rid of a lot of stuff at the beginning of the year because everyone, no one knew what was going to happen. We all, you know, lost our work overnight. All of a sudden, you know, we're on the phone for days trying to get unemployment. So that was something uh, cool that I did back when it started, too, and I had so many sneakers. I was like, this is this actually gives me a reason for me to be able to sell the stuff that I didn't want to sell that I'm holding on to that I know I'm not going to wear anymore because I felt like it was for a good cause.
0: Um, did you get the Ben & Jerry SP Dunks? It was one of my favorite releases from, from last year.
1: No, it, it was one of my favorite releases, but um, I, I was actually – I didn't have the Travis Scott's at the time I was in the store. We were, I was looking between the Travis Scott's or the, the Ben and Jerry dunks. And I went with the Travis Scott's. Um, they, which I actually didn't like when they first came out the first picture, I was like, Oh, come on, Travis, these are trash. But as I started to look at them and you know, they were online for so many months. I said, okay, they're all right. And then they came out. I was like, I don't know. And then, I started to see some people wearing them on their feet. I'm like, they actually look pretty dope on the feet um, if you mix them up with the right pants mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I had to cop those. But the Chunky monkeys, they're on they're on my list to cop for sure.
0: Do you like the 420 theme SB Dunks? Like, the last ones I brought were the Grateful Dead ones.
1: Yeah, so I got a few. Like, I got the Skunk Dunks for sure. And I got the Palm Tree Dunks, which came out on 420. I don't know if you remember those. There's a uh, – I forget the exact name, but there's a – a skate spot out in san francisco where this little palm tree it grows out of like the uh the ledge and so um you know they kind of did they did that as a 420 dunk I, the funny thing is about the 420 dunks is i'd always be at work because we're always filming and we, like back in then we were always filming in april so on that day i'd be like okay you know at this time the sneaker shops open you guys are gonna you guys are gonna lose me for two hours i'm out i don't care i'm gone i gotta go get them
0: do you have like a holy grail of dunks that you're looking for right now? Or like, are you pretty much-
1: My holy grail that I never bought, that I could have bought so many times and I feel so stupid is the Freddy Kruegers. I love those. I love the story behind them. And it, I never bought them. And I really, really regret that. But I'm not a kind of person who wants to spend that kind of money on a pair of shoes. You know what I mean? That's It's a lot of money to spend on a
0: pair of shoes. I think Supreme and Stapled, like they had the best dunk collabs.
1: Oh, yeah, Stable, they, Stable did some good stuff. You've seen what he did a while ago, right? He uh, was basically hand-making so many pairs of shoes. Um, I forget the exact story, but you heard about that?
0: Nah, but you could go ahead. Yeah, and- he,
1: people were getting upset with him because I think he was going to make something similar to, like, the pigeon dunk, you know? And... Um, People were like getting upset with him. And he said he's and, but a lot of people were hyped about it as well. So yeah, this was probably like six months ago, but I haven't looked back into it or, or caught back up with the story. But I thought that was pretty cool, actually.
0: And like Supreme, that's another brand that's that's synonymous with streetwear and sneaker culture. What do you think about their evolution as a brand over the last few years?
1: I mean, they're a billion-dollar company now, right? <laughs> I think that, that speaks for them, but Supreme's great. Um, Even though I'm not waiting in line for Supreme anymore, I still love it. I still have lots of old stuff. I still get new stuff sometimes, but Supreme was able to, they did merge, they sold stuff, but I still feel like at least up until this point, maybe up until they still stayed pretty true to what they are. And that's the skateboarding brand, you know? So I, I feel like Supreme has been able to turn into a billion dollar company and still hold the same identity as when they started, you know?
0: Um, do you have, like, a favorite Supreme collab? Because in my book, the Supreme Fo- the Supreme Posits is my favorite Nike collab. Well, my- yeah,
1: well, you know, my, mine's going to be an SB, definitely. And it's going to be the red high tops. I don't know what they're called, but they have the they red with the gold stars on them. They just re-released all the new colorways, the, whatever, a little while ago. But uh, they did them in the low tops this time. The red high tops with the gold stars on them, that's my favorite Supreme. Um nike
0: collab ever oh yeah those those are um fire too man
1: yeah they got the orange and the blue as well but the red ones for me they they go hard
0: and i kind of like the supreme skateboards um they did like a collab with cnn capone yeah and um noriega i like those
1: yeah yeah they you know i actually used to i did used to collect the supreme skateboards i had i still have a lot of them um I I I was you know always gonna hang them on my wall and I never did so they just like <laughs> sit in the closet in my room. Um, I sold a few to a friend a while back because he he was he needed a couple for his collection. I really don't sell too many of them. Um, actually, a funny story. I had I have like lots of doubles, so I sent a couple in into one of these big companies out here that do um uh you know they do resale, and they sent it back to me as a fake Supreme skateboard that I personally bought at the Supreme store in L.A. myself. Oh wow. So I was a little heated about that, but you know, that also led me to believe like it's not that these companies don't know what what they're doing, but they have so many employees, like not every employee could know every little thing. So that's another thing that worries me about buying stuff from these, you know, um, authentication sites and stuff like that.
0: Yo, that's crazy, man.
1: Yeah. I bought it with my own hands inside the Supreme store. I know, you know what what it looks to, I, I matched it up to the other board and, um, the holes for the trucks were off a little bit, so maybe the skateboard moved in the press or something, but I bought it from the Supreme store, so it was crazy. I bought them both at the same time, too.
0: Um, do you think that Supreme is the standard when it comes to um, to modern-day streetwear?
1: Um, I definitely think Supreme is it is the standard, and I feel it is because it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of high fashion, you know? Um, you can get, you put a Supreme shirt on, you feel like you're wearing something really expensive. You know, it's a box logo t-shirt or it has a graphic on it. And even if it's not these, you know, $500,000 Supreme shirts, you still feel like you're wearing something like really cool, really, you know, uh, really fashionable. And to me, I think Supreme, obviously they've done some good collabs, you know, Louis and stuff like that. But I think Supreme has managed to stay true to themselves grow as a skateboard company and even mer- break into the, like the high fashion end of um the high fashion end of it. So it's crazy, you know, to think about what Supreme's doing. Hey, and what so they've done.
0: Be- Before we go, like we have to talk about some hoops like which um NBA team of players do you follow?
1: So, you know, I don't follow a bunch anymore but um I'm a, I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan of the Warriors and then a baseball, the Giants. So I'm a Bay guy for my, for my teams, but, uh, um, you know, we're sucking last year and I haven't watched this year at all because I actually been very busy this year. Um, so I hadn't really had a lot of time to watch, but, um, I I always enjoy watching the Warriors play, you know, Kobe's in the hall of fame now we can't go without mentioning that, you know, it was always, um, it's going to be nice to watch the LeBron his season here, you know, in, uh, in, Career here soon and then we got uh we got these young guys coming up you know and uh it's it's kind of a new time i feel like in nba because you know we're losing the we're losing the big big superstars there's still a lot of other big names out there but you know when lebron leaves here eventually one of these young kids is gonna have to step up and who knows what sneaker we're gonna get out of it right
0: you know, and I seen you guys came across a massive Kobe collection a while back, like a few months after he passed away. Like, how hard was it to like walk away from that collection? Dude, that without, was like, crazy. getting the whole thing.
1: The, the sad thing about that, I mean, that was crazy just to see all that. And um, we had actually scheduled to go do that before he passed away, and then like it was very sad like he passed away like you know that same week or whatever that we had that scheduled to do so we we were um initially going over there and, and kobe hadn't passed we were going to go look at the kobe stuff and kobe was still alive you know i mean that's just. so it was sad that he had passed away and it actually made everything a lot harder you know because um it, 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 like he, he had just passed away right then and, and Kobe sits on your heart, you know. It don't matter if you're a basketball player or not. Everybody knows Kobe Bryant. For someone who watched basketball, for someone who loved, I loved Kobe's sneakers. You know, I-, I always wore Kobe's. I loved them. It hurt a lot to actually be in there and have to talk about Kobe as not being here anymore. You know, it was, it was crazy. I had crazy emotions because if it would have happened a week earlier, we would have been talking about, you know, him still being alive.
0: Do you still have the sneakers that you bought the, um the Adidas? Was the um, crazy eights? I think it was.
1: So we we did have them um a couple weeks ago, but um we had them we had them all framed up. I imagine they sold like right when the episode aired. Uh, I haven't gone into the shop for about about two weeks now. Um, so I haven't checked on that. But we did have them last time I was in the shop. But I imagine now that the episode aired, they probably sold.
0: That's crazy, man. Like so, all right. All right, so for so for real, it's time before we go. Um, I'll, I I want to play a game with you. Start bench cut, and we're gonna okay. do it with with sneakers and and streetwear brands. All right. Okay. So the first so the first round is um, for sneakers, Supreme dunks, um, Travis Scott dunks, and Jeff Staple dunks. Start bench or cut.
1: Start bench cut. We're we're starting the staples for sure, All right. and. I'm going to have to bench the, the Travis Scott's and cut the Supremes.
0: Uh, I thought you was going to go the, the other way well, with Well, didn't
1: tell me what Supreme Dunks.
0: <laughs> just, any, just any Supreme Dunks. Just it, Supreme I mean, Dunks if, in general.
1: If it, I probably would keep the Supreme Dunks if it was one of the older ones. You know what I mean? But anything from like maybe like 2006 up, I'd cut them. Or I'm sorry, 2008 up, I'd cut them.
0: All right, so the same thing, but for streetwear, we got off white, Bape, and Supreme.
1: Okay, um, oh, this is a tough one. Oh man, I love everything about Bape, but I'm gonna have to cut Bape, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to start Supreme and bench off white. That's a hard one too. The only reason I'm benching off white is because I can never get anything in my size. <laughs> It's hard. We got a store out here in Vegas now, too. But you got to get there quick if you want to get it extra large.
0: Yep. They make their clothes for um, extra medium.
1: Yeah. Actually, I went in there a little while and it looks like they upped their blank size just a little bit. So everything was fitting a little bigger. I was happy to see that.
0: (laughs) All right, Chum. So I want to thank you for joining us today. Like, I really like this conversation. Like, Do you have any upcoming projects that you want to plug?
1: Um. Yeah, I got a hot sauce out right now. It's called Grandeza, and um, if you just go on my Instagram page, which is Chum Lee, uh, and you type in Grandeza, it'll pop up right there. Check it out. Um, it's got some good. It's got some good flavor going behind it, and um, we're doing a six pack giveaway right now, so we're giving some uh, six packs of hot sauce. So hop on it and uh, check it out. Thanks everyone for all your support over the years. Thanks for having me. I had a great time talking with you as well. It's always nice to talk sneakers. That's, you know, I don't get to do that as Mm -hmm. much in these interviews. So when I heard you wanted to do it, I was like, all right, let's make it happen.
0: All right, man. Thank you, chum.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thank you. I enjoyed it.